And what's up, party people, podcast players, and fourth wall fam, and welcome back to another episode of New Normal Wrestling. And that's right, it's me, it's me, it's JCB, Johnny Bones, back again in the hot seat with my faction. That's right, New World Order of Wrestling Podcast, brother, oh yeah! That's right, we are in the house right now, ready to talk about some wrestling from this week. We are on the heels of the WWE 2021 draft, which was not as good as uh, <clears throat> our new normal wrestling worst draft ever. Be sure to check out the second episode of that coming up on bonus Tuesday sometime next week right here in the fourth wall pop network. But before we get into today's show, let me introduce the rest of this cast of characters. As always, my co-host here sitting in the second chair uh, to my immediate left. He is uh, a little gray on the top, a little, little silver on the sides. I call him my silver fox. You might know him as the doctor of desire, ladies and gentlemen, good brother Phil. I may be gray on top and gray on the side, but I'm still sexy in between, John. Damn straight. Big sexy, some may say. But <clears throat> we also are being graced by some royalty today, brother Phil. Are you ready to roll out the red carpet for the podcast prince himself? We are not worthy. We, we are, are not worthy. We are not worthy. Make sure you tip the crown for royalty as he enters this room. Ladies and gentlemen, the man of a thousand names. Some may call him Quarantine Mean Gene. Some may call him Mocha Chocolate Yaya. Some may call him El Chocolate Caliente. Man, the list goes on and on. We call him a good brother. He's my good brother and yours. The one and the only lavish one, Wade Ilson. What's going on? Let me tip the crown a little bit That's to the right. side. Let me tip it to the side. Uh, I am back <clears throat> to talk some great wrestling with the good brothers. So Brother Wade is back. We've recorded now three, maybe four episodes with him. So he is now no longer a guest host. I think he's officially back on, uh, back in the third seat. Third chair here in the booth, but always number one in our hearts. Let's not forget that, guys. Boom. All right. So, gentlemen, <clears throat> let's uh, let's keep this this uh what do we got here a show episode podcast what are we doing let's a let's thing. keep this one <laughs> a close, thing, to, a thing. close to a the thing. vest here but let's uh, talk about the aftermath of the wwe 2021 draft all i can say is very interesting choices and i'm really not mad with the picks Mm -hmm. I <clears throat> I think we've been talking about it. There's been a reset in WWE, a reset in NXT. And I feel like this really scrambled things and changed things up. And with the way Raw and SmackDown have been the past few weeks, there's been some pretty good television. And mm -hmm. I've been recording wrestling podcasts for the past four years. You can listen to over 100 episodes of my voice, and I have never once said, both Raw and SmackDown were good this week because that never happens. But I feel like they're figuring something out, targeting a different audience like we've been like we've been talking about. Um, and I feel like this could be something good and new. Um, again, it's an alternative. It's not we, it's going to we can't compare it to like AEW Dynamite anymore. Mm -mm. It's apples to apples at this point. We have to, you know, or apples to oranges, I should say, you know, they're, they're not the same. They're two different shows, two different alternatives. Uh, so, Brother Wade, let's start with you, man. What are your thoughts uh, on the draft? And what are a couple picks that really stuck out in your mind? Uh, I'm going to – I thought the draft was cool. <clears throat> Some very interesting moves were made. But I will say one of my favorite picks of the entire draft and if you don't know, now you know. Hit Row is going Hit to SmackDown. Row. Oh, wait, I, I want to ask you. Yes, sir. I want to ask you. I'm going to cut you off right there real quick. Mm -hmm. I don't deny the quality. Is, it a, is there a risk of too much too soon? Here's the thing with Hit Row. And living in Florida now, I see this a lot. Mm -hmm. NXT's crowd does not appreciate good things when they have them. Okay. And I feel they're going to have a better run on the main roster than they would on NXT. And it's just, they have too much upside. The only downside is B-Fab at this point. Mm -hmm. 
B-Fab needs a little bit of work, a little bit of work. Okay. A little lot of bit of work. Say it like oh, that. A little yeah. lot of bit. Um, I'm telling you, Top Dollar, <laughs> excuse me, sorry. Top Dollar has a ton of charisma and potential on his side. Oh, yeah. I like him. I like oh, yeah. Top Dollar a lot from the time I saw him on the A&E show up until yes. now. Um, yes. Swerve is the star of the team. He's the heavy hitter. He, You know what he can do in the ring. He's going to deliver. And Adonis is a question mark. We don't see him wrestle that much, so we don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel this is upside for them. Adonis <clears throat> Adonis was uh, pretty prominent, though, on 205 Live and in the Cruiserweight division back on the black and yellow version of NXT uh, last year during the pandemic. And he, he did. He, he's pretty, he's not bad in the ring. Mm-hmm. I don't think we really got to see his best work, but he really came out of his shell once he joined Hit Row as a character. He started to show a little, little more oh, yeah. personality. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I agree. I agree <clears throat> wholeheartedly. Uh, brother Phil, what about you? What are some uh, draft picks that really stuck out to you? Um, one, I think it's just because of how high he got picked, and I don't know if I should be putting any credence to that. Is Austin Theory getting the call up? Deserved it. And I'm not going to question that. I was just surprised that he, I guess, because of the way the importance that they put on who's getting picked in in order. Right. I think I was just surprised at how you know, how high and how quickly his name was called on, mm-hmm. uh, on the first night. Agreed. Agreed. I, I, I agree, too, and I was skeptical about how how early he was picked, but then you got mm-hmm. to see his quote-unquote debut this week. That was mm-hmm. awesome. Like, that's how you make an impact. You yeah. go after a legend, a first ballot Hall of Famer like Jeff Hardy, yep. have an awesome segment. Like, he played, and he, yeah. he is so good. If you know, when when Kurt Angle uh, was inducted into the Hall of Fame, he mm-hmm. talked a lot in his speech about humility and being able to just make fun of yourself. Mm-hmm. Austin Theory does that really fucking well. Yeah. Really well. Really, yeah. really well. He and- went out there and was a total fanboy and played the fucking part. Like, he had me believing. I was like, wait, what the what is happening? Is this a shoot? Like, what is going on right now? Yeah. Yeah, then, and you and you even see it with the character with the character he had in the way, you know. Right? Oh, we that, love. Listen, you know, I love already, that Austin. We love that version of the yeah. way. I remember. Mm-hmm. Not to cut you off, but I remember Bones literally hit me up in the middle of the day, like middle of NXT, crying, laughing at the battle royal where he's like, "I'm oh not out," and then he <laughs> kept, he kept up and eliminated himself because yeah. yep. he didn't. Bid. Yep. And he's already, and the other thing we can say is he's already proven himself once before yeah. with doing the film work that he did on mm-hmm. Raw with Seth. And I think, I think that was a great start and I'm, I'm excited for what he, he can do. Um, a lot of the other stuff, the thing I like on the whole about the draft, I'm going to go holistic on this, okay. is that they're giving it a couple weeks to breathe and to wrap up storylines mm-hmm. and to allow other storylines to develop and, and grow. So right. I'm interested, I'm intrigued to see how they make the most of, you know, uh, of the lead up into crown jewel and then the, the leap, the leap of faith on the other side of it. The, there's definitely a couple things with that. I want to unpackage a little bit there, like them, waiting letting this kind of sit and breathe and going this won't go effect until after crown jewels mm-hmm. it, it really it's a very different vibe because like last year we had the draft we had crown jewel that same weekend and then the week yep. after that everything got changed so it felt like mm-hmm. crown jewel just meant absolutely nothing yeah um i feel like this year they're making us feel like crown jewel is a legitimate pay-per-view like they're still continuing storylines and they're pl- it's not just a one-week build to the Saudi Arabia show if right. they're using utilizing it as a monthly pay-per-view which I do like that mm-hmm. um because I felt like it always um in the past couple of years has always just kind of been kind of came out of nowhere it's like oh shit they were in Saudi Arabia now and like but I it's, it feels like a legit pay-per-view and I do like how they're letting it breathe and they're giving some of these wrestlers a chance to kind of make their debuts like we talked about with Austin Theory just now you know and it kind of tease at some of the future rivalries that we might end up seeing once once these go into effect 
Yeah. Um, a couple things that definitely stuck out to me was the focus on the tag team division. I feel like there's a lot of strong tag team contenders. Uh, we mentioned off air too, even if they are strange bedfellow teams like Mustafa Ali and Mansoor or Humberto Carrillo and Angel Garza, they're being drafted as a team. I also like the yeah. fact that both Cesaro and Sheamus are back on SmackDown together. Cause again, talk about tag teams. I need the bar. I need the bar all day, every day. We don't, Set the bar. We are, we the, are bar. the bar. No, you can't say the R. We are the bar. bar. The bar. Uh, but speaking of tag teams, and this is, you know, not trying to make a joke about it. I am very surprised that they split up T-Bar and Mace and Veer and Shanky. Only so, because the four yeah. of them have not had the opportunity to establish those characters yet or those teams on the main roster. Now, T-Bar and Mace had a little more TV time post-retribution. The only good thing that comes out of this is we are now going to feast our eyes and we're going to see a Dominic Dijakovic. And if that happens, he... I'm all in. I'm fucking all, all in. That's all I want. That's all go. I wanted to see was Dominic yep. Dijakovic or just fucking Dominic Dijak. Drop the Kovic. Dominic Dijak. And fucking taking, you know, taking on Keith Lee one on one on Monday Night Raw. Now that's some shit that I want to see. Shut it down. Do you think maybe this is again uh, pre not praying, but um, hoping? Would there be the opportunity that they pair him back up with Riddle at any point if and when RK Bro fall apart? Hmm. <clears throat> Not I opposed. That, I think that'd be very possible, and I yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to that either. Mm -hmm. I'd love to see that. Those two have great chemistry. Now, one name that really sticks out is someone that I don't think any of us thought we were going to see, and we didn't even add him into our draft until our second our second day. That was Gable Stevenson. Now, <laughs> there was reports about him signing a deal with WWE a few weeks back, maybe a month or so ago, right after the Olympics, after he won his gold medals. And I could have sworn that when he signed, there was a thing where he wouldn't officially be starting for another three years. Like he was going to sign, signing a contract, going to be a WWE superstar, but not until I'm done with the rest of my Olympic training, at, et cetera. So I was surprised to see his change. name, card subject to change. Never, you know, never mm -hmm. say never. Anything could happen in the WWE. So I'm, I'm curious what we're going to see now with Gable Stevenson and when we're going to see him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what are your guys' thoughts on Gable Stevenson? And do you think we're going to see the uh, modern era Kurt Angle? Mm. The man, the beast. Mm -hmm. the I could see it. Beast. I could yeah. see it if you give him the time. If you give him the time, let him work. Let him yeah. do his thing. And this can go one of two ways. Either we're looking at Kurt Angle or we're looking at Daniel Pewter 2.0. So, oh, I had Jason Jordan in my mind. <laughs> yeah, Jason Jordan's Jordan a different story. Yeah, different story. Yeah, okay. You're, right. No, You're da right. Daniel Pewter's a very good uh, analogy there. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm curious to see. I'm wondering how long we're gonna we're gonna have to wait to see him officially make his debut though, because I I want to be hopeful for him because there are some people that I know actually fellow host over here on the fourth wall pop network doc Haas, host of pop sports shorts and pop culture collective is very big into amateur wrestling you know matt wrestling he's very big into the college scene he's very familiar with gable Stevenson, and even said during the olympics before he won the gold medals that this guy has the natural charisma to be a wwe superstar and it has been known that gable Stevenson wants to be a wwe superstar he has trained with the likes of a brock lesnar before in the past um, now I, I've never, I didn't watch the Olympics or see Gable Stevenson, but from what I understand is that when he, when he, when he cuts his promos, he cuts them like he's a, like he's a WWE superstar after yep. he wins his matches, he shows that charisma, that personality. So this might be a perfect fit for someone like that. Yeah. So, holy crap. He's only 21 and he's young. That's the other thing. I didn't he's realize he was. Still, he's only twenty-one. Mm -hmm. yep. He's still he's still enrolled at the University of Minnesota. Jeez. 
So yeah. that's why, okay, so that's why, guys, that's why he signed the deal that the way he did, it's one of the new, the NILs, the name, image, and likeness. So he can get the contract with WWE and still maintain his amateur status as a wrestler at Minnesota and for the U.S. Olympic team. Minnesota, uh, eh? Oh, Minnesota, eh? Hey. <laughs> hey, don't you know uh, them golfers? Brother Wade, let's break down the women's division on both brands. So on, so we had some big switches here in the women's division with the Raw Women's Champion Charlotte going to SmackDown, the SmackDown Women's Champion Becky coming to Raw, Bianca Belair now being in the main event scene on the flagship show Monday Night Raw. But we also have the likes of some other um, familiar faces and some new faces that have been called up, quote unquote, called up from NXT. So over on Raw, we have Bianca Belair, as I said, Rhea Ripley, Nikki A.S.H., Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss, Carmella, Nia Jax, Zelina Vega, Dewdrop, Dana Brooke, Liv Morgan, Mia Yim, who was drafted as Mia Yim, not as Reckoning from Retribution. Tamina, they already broke up Tamina and Natty, which I don't understand why, because Tamina and Natty were a good tag team. They were. And Tegan Knox, another women's tag team. They broke up Tegan Knox and Shotzi. Uh, over on SmackDown, we have Charlotte Flair, B Fab from Hit Row, Naomi, Sasha Banks, Shanna Baszler, Zia Lee, who gets called up from NXT and pulled out of the TN Shaw program, Aaliyah gets her call up finally from NXT. Aaliyah is like an NXT original too. She's been mm-hmm. NXT OG. for a long OG. time. Uh, she was, uh, her and Liv Morgan were a tag team for a while. Agreed. They were. Tony Storm, who has been on SmackDown now for a little while, and had they have done nothing with her. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart, where it looks like she may have gotten her last name back. <laughs> I think Shotzi Blackheart. And then Natty, Natalia. Uh, what are your thoughts, man, on the women's divisions? Uh, as far as it goes for singles, it's great. As far as it goes for tag teams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The, the women's what? tag team division has been just a joke. Underwhelming. Very, mm-hmm. very underwhelming ever since it's it started, which is unfortunate. We were all excited mm-hmm. for it, happy for it, but the booking has just been fucking terrible. It's been bad, man. It's just, yeah. you gave the belts to Rhea and Nikki. Fantastic. You mm-hmm. gave Rhea a title. Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. You just gave Rhea and Nikki tag titles just to give them something. Right. Now, they, where's their competition? So are they just going to hold those tag titles until the next tag team comes around? That's like a strange Bedfellows tag team. Yeah. Give me tag team. This is what it's for. NXT 2.0 has women's tag teams lined up. Yep. You have Toxic Attraction. You have um, the, Jesse, the, the Robert Stone brand. The Robert Jesse Stone brand. You Manette. have Casey and Caden. You have mm-hmm. um, Eo and Zoe. Eo and Zoe, Zoe with the tag titles. You have um, Indy and um, her. Candace. I forget her name. No, not Indian oh. Candace. No, well, for now. Um, Indian, um, her, I forget her name. She was Persia something on the Indies, but I don't remember what her name is now. I think it's Persia something. Her, those two. Okay. You have tag teams to work with. Right. It feels like on the main roster, they were just like, well, there's tag titles. They're there. Mm-hmm. Just got to figure out some teams. Why would you break up Tegan and Shotzi? That's one. They were and and they were campaigning to do this for a while. It's like we've beaten, and then you basically hinted that they were gonna feud with Nikki and Rhea. And what did you do? You split them up. Right. There are no points to those tag titles. You might as well change it and make it. And this isn't biting off of a future subject we're gonna talk about later in the show. A secondary women's title. Hmm. Which I think is what they need. They need a they, mid-card they women's championship. The women's intercontinental championship sounds beautiful the, right now. The mm-hmm. roster is not stacked enough where they could have a tag team 
division. It's not. It's not. No, it's not. It's not feasible. Enough. It's not stacked enough. You don't have all the proper pieces or teams to put together. Right. So why not make a title? Why not make a women's title? And hell, if you want to surprise us like you did in the Cruiserweight Classic and make the Cruiserweight title, why not make the Queen's Crown title or something like that right. as a secondary title? Yep. The only time they actually had legitimate tag teams where you felt like the tag division was going to mean something was when they first introduced the championships. You had the Boss and Hug Connect, collect, uh, wow, Boss and Hug Connection. AKA you Golden Role Models. Golden Gang Role Gang. Models. You yep. had um, Beth Iconics. Phoenix was around with Natalia. Mm-hmm. You had the Iconics. You had the Riot Squad. Um, you had Lita and Trish at the time were still kind of floating around. So you could have done so much with those five teams alone. And then maybe throw another strange bedfellows team. But you had five legitimate teams that could have been top contenders for the championship. And you could have ran a program with them for at least a good 12 months and made those titles mean something. But they fucking dropped the ball. That's another conversation for another day. We could talk about how WWE dropped the ball in the women's evolution after evolution. Mm Mm-hmm. There was all this hype led up to Evolution. Hey, that brother Wade and I were both there. Got to hang out with the Kings of the Rings podcast. Shout out to uh, King Ricky and the crew over there in the parking lot. And we got to hang out with Izzy. Mm-hmm. Oh, shout out to Izzy's dad, Cody. You know, Aaliyah got her call up finally. Well, well deserved. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they dropped the ball after the Evolution pay per view. I'm just disappointed. And we're just waiting for the belt switch. Mm-hmm. Because I feel Bianca's gonna no, she's not. Sasha will win at Crown Jewel and take the belt to SmackDown. And then if Charlotte has an opponent lined up at any point, somebody's gonna beat her who's on Smack, who's supposed to be on SmackDown to take that belt to, to... Can't, wait. Can't I'm they confu- just... Wait. Okay. Wait, hold on. Wait. I'm confused. Okay, so. Somebody who's supposed to go to Raw is go who is drafted to Raw will beat will beat Charlotte and take that belt to Raw. And Becky's gonna drop it at Crown Jewel. Yeah, and Becky's gonna drop the Crown Jewel. Becky's gonna drop the title of Crown Jewel. Sasha's gonna take it to SmackDown. Mm -hmm. Is Charlotte facing anybody at Crown Jewel right now? Not from what I know. Gee, I mean, since someone doesn't have a tag title right now, I mean has a tag title right now, and you're not you don't have any tag teams. Why don't you Wait. just do Rhea versus Charlotte again? Get the belt off of Charlotte. Let Rhea have it. Let be let and then Rhea and Bianca could feud. Mm-hmm. No, this is what they do. You already have a, tri- a triple threat match at Crown Jewel. Mm-hmm. Make it a fatal four way, winner take all, and then you could finally have someone Bianca two belts or Sasha two belts. Finally, you could bring back the whole two belts gimmick and make someone else a double champion. Mm-hmm. That right there is the biggest story in the women's division with your four top stars, Sasha, Charlotte, Becky, Bianca. Mm. Could you imagine throwing Bailey into that mix? They would just take out Bianca for Bailey. That 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 I don't know. Putting Bianca on Raw, I think, was a big move. And early, early on in the yeah, draft. You look too. at that, you look at the women's roster for Raw. I'm just looking at it right now. She was the second you- draft pick. The the only other person you could possibly put on is Carmella. Oh, Ew. I'll throw it out there. No, or Bianca, Alexa. But Alexa's off. Oh, off. She's, yeah, yeah, she's Alexa's right off now. script now. She's Bianca, now. Rhea, Becky are definitely your top content, your top main eventers. Nikki Ash, I guess, is still kind of floating around there. Mm-hmm. You, you could do Alexa when she mm-hmm. comes back. You could do Nia Jax. You could do Carmella. What about Zelina Vega, Dewdrop, Liv Morgan? You have your Tegan Knox, Mia Yims. You have other names now that have to be built and their characters have to grow. So there's Mm -hmm. some depth now, I think, in the Raw Women's Division. If they're booked correctly, we could see something happen. We could. Yeah. So talk about seeing something happen. We've been waiting for a few weeks now for something to happen over uh, in AEW. And that's the potential rumored debut of one Wyndham Rotunda. Now, I would like to just have a conversation about this, guys. We've had a couple times now where we probably 
thought, okay, he's going to make his debut tonight. Tonight. He's, well, he's, he's going to debut tonight on Rampage or tonight on Dynamite. And it hasn't happened yet. Again, this is all, we're not speaking rumor or innuendo. We're just talking fantasy booking and trying to think about what we see is going on, what we think is going to happen. Brother Phil, is Wyndham Rotunda, formerly known as Bray Wyatt, going to show up in AEW? And if he does, in what capacity? So I think if he does show up, I think it's at full gear. I think that's where that's where you give them that chance. Let the non-compete roll out, close out October, and you still got two weeks for for that. And you got it on the pay-per-view. You got it on their big four. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't happen in full gear, I think he's going to impact. Hmm. That's see, that's my thing. He I, I could see him fitting an impact because of his yeah. character. He has, yeah. he has some great character work. He does. Yes. Uh, now, Brother Phil, uh, I'm sorry, Brother Wade, Brother Wade, we probably all assumed we were going to see him at, well, what was the last pay-per-view AEW just had? All Out. Oh, all Out, thank you. That's right. Of course, the big one. Potentially at All Out. Yep. We thought we may see him at the Brody Lee Memorial Show a couple weeks ago, which was in Brody Lee's hometown. Mm-hmm. And also this past week on their two-year anniversary show. So you had some big shows that you really could have had to make his debut because they've also been telling the story with the Dark Order, mm-hmm. for, formerly led by Brody Lee. Uh, and Dark Order has been having some... Uh, they, they've been cracking at the seams for the, pa- for the past few weeks. It's been a really good story, but it looks like they finally got it together this past week. But I feel like the glue that's going to keep them together could be a Wyndham Rotunda. Brother Wade, do you think that's a good spot for Wyndham to come in uh, as part of Dark Order, or do you see him in, coming in in a different kind of capacity? Coming in in a different type of capacity, you don't need to just say, oh, uh, let's just put Bray there because, or Wyndham because mm-hmm. he's uh, close with Brody. You don't need to do that. That's right. just pandering. Um, he needs to be against what the dark order is and he can form his own little faction and be like this isn't what my brother left behind mm-hmm. he could really play into that mm-hmm. and have a whole thing where he forms his own little group and he has braun Strowman and possibly eric redbeard mm-hmm. come back and even Bo Dallas, even though he said he's interested in farming because MOW tried to get him yep. um, and form the Rotunda family or the Rotunda cult or something. The cult, cult of Wyndham. He's already talked it up. The Cult of Wyndham. The Cult yep. of Wyndham and take down the Dark Order. Now, I had a crazy thought as you were saying that, Wade. And we keep hearing Malachi refer to himself as the House of Black. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. What would you guys think to putting the two of them together? Not opposed. I wouldn't be opposed to that. That that that, I, that I, it, the thought just popped into my head is the way that Mal the way that the Malachi Black character has been developed. Right. I just feel like it would be a perfect just you just slide the two of them right in next to each other. And you don't even need to you don't even need to build a, a whole faction and a stable. You just you put don't. the two of them together and they just ravage everybody in AEW. That that could be lightning in a bottle right there. That shit could blow up. Oh. Because because you know, again, you have you have that personality, the mic work that the two of them can do. I, I actually think that Malachi's underrated for his mic work because Agreed. he's very short in the He's very short in his speaking sometimes, but the other part of it is he gets to the point and he gets his, he gets his point across. Right. Um, so I don't know. That's, that's the way I would like to see if he did come in. My first thought was either my first thought was originally you build the faction with him, but mm-hmm. I'm actually, I would love the idea of just putting the two of them together. Hey, I'm, I'm always big on factions and there's actually a mm-hmm. lot of, wrestlers on the AEW roster that I could see in a faction under the leadership of a Wyndham Rotunda. I could see the Lucha Brothers. I could see Pac. I could see an Andrade. I could see a Malachi Black, all part of this group. Yep. Um, you know, and, bro- 
Yep. Go ahead, brother Phil. I was going to say, and the other thing is, you carry, you carry the Cody story even further, mm-hmm. and Malachi for everything he's done to 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 be a wedge in the in the roads, you know, in the the American Nightmare family. You just see Wyndham come in and just completely sever, mm-hmm. just completely put Cody over the edge. And it's not even a true, they're not even true heels. They're anti-heroes. They're the stone cold type where they're in a gray area. And no matter what, you could love them or hate them, but they're in that gray area that they they serve, you know, they serve no one. Right. Now, you know, Brother Wade said, you know, maybe bring in a Braun Strowman or probably mm-hmm. going to go by his real name, Adam Shear. But there's also been talks of Impact being very interested in bringing him in. And it looks like that might be where Braun Strowman is going. And you mentioned Impact. Uh, that was a, a, a promotion I did not think uh, Wyndham Rotunda could fit in with his style. Yeah. But with him, again, he's more character work than, than he is in ring work. And yeah. impact really houses that they house the the characters, uh, you know, brother Wade has said in the past, like impact is if you want to get like your 80s fix of wrestling, you hop over onto to impact. Mm-hmm. Um, so do we know when Wyndham's 90 day is up? It's been up. It has been up. So mm-hmm. he, so he's ready to come back anytime. anytime. Oh, I thought that, I thought it wasn't until the end of October. That's why I keep saying that's why I keep having full gear in my mind, because I thought right. end of October was his 90 days. Oh, wait, no, you're right. Halloween. Halloween. Okay. Halloween is his. There why, we go. So why is this like just a fucking recipe for something amazing to happen? Mm-hmm. You know, this yep. is just some crazy shit, but. Let's talk about another name that recently hit headlines. Uh, Brother Wade, I know this really hit home for you. Um, Someone got rid of NXT out of their Instagram profile. And everyone's all up in arms. And that is one Johnny wrestling himself, Johnny Gargano. What do you think this means, by the way? Is he trolling us? Is he telling us something? Is this a potential call up? Is he leaving NXT? What do we know about his contract? Where are we right now with Johnny Gargano? Okay. I saw it. Pointing it out to you guys. He's playing the waiting game. His contract is up in December. So we don't know what could happen. Why would you have him on TV if you don't know what to do with him? Right. Mm -hmm. The last thing we saw of him was the the wedding thing. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole other issue. Not issue. I enjoyed it. That was one of my favorite parts of NXT. Right. Um, I do not want him going to AEW if he's if his contract runs out. He will get lost in the shuffle. Shout mm-hmm. out to my lovely fiance. He will just be another person on the AEW roster. Agreed. Johnny Gargano should stay in WWE, or if he doesn't want to stay in WWE. Go elsewhere. Go to MLW. Go to Impact. Go to you, imagine Johnny in the X Division. With with the talent they have over there. Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. You have the world is Johnny's oyster right now. Mm-hmm. Let's just see what happens. I hope he will stay in WWE and they actually use him and use him properly. But if things go this way, we'll probably see him in AEW. Probably. Do which you is what everybody wants. I don't want him there. Do, do you think, I know we're only a few short weeks into this new NXT 2.0, but is there a place for Johnny in this new NXT? If there's a place for Ciampa and Dunn, there's definitely a place for him. Very, very good answer. Well, uh, I'm interested to see what the, what uh, happens now with Johnny Gargano, and I wonder what that also in turn will mean with Candice LeRae. I know right now she's pregnant, so who knows what kind of leave she'll be on uh, and what's, mm-hmm. what her future is going to be. Because I don't know, because her contract and Johnny's obviously don't coincide with each other's. Mm-hmm. She signed so, later in the, later when yeah. he was already, what, like a year or two in? Right. So 
interested to see what happens with that dynamic. But uh, let's talk about another promotion that is finally making their comeback, and that is Wow Women of Wrestling. I was what when this was what 2017 or 18, I think they were still around, they were on vice tv access Access. tv access tv and i I was watching them weekly that's back when uh, new japan was on access tv also i was able to catch new japan and women are wrestling um great stuff man i'm very happy that wow is coming back first of all let's talk about some big news so recently obviously we've talked a lot about the return of cm punk after over seven years and there's a lot of talks about are we going to see aj lee or aj mendez uh making her return to the ring not necessarily her return to the ring, but her return to pro wrestling as she's now going to be an executive producer for WOW Women of Wrestling. Now, combine that with a very big name in women's wrestling being announced as, jo- as joining the roster. I wish everyone could see Brother Wade's face right now, but that is one Tessa Blanchard finally making her return to wrestling. Uh, brother Wade, you are our women's wrestling guru. So I'm going to pass this over to you, brother. What do you think about WoW coming back? What do you think about AJ joining the ranks behind the scenes? And what do you think about Tessa Blanchard finally coming back to in-ring work? Why are you saying that with the biggest smile on your face? I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Tessa Blanchard. Okay, let's start with WoW coming back. Fantastic. I'm very happy for the product. I am a huge advocate of women's wrestling, and I love seeing how they kept the theme of of WoW going, but adding their little mix to it. Uh, We saw a lot of stars that we knew from the indie scene go there. Mm -hmm. The Diamantes, they weren't their names. They were other names. They were Diamantes, the Kiara Hogan. Kiara Hogan, yep. Um, Harlow Mm -hmm. O'Hara. Wow. I feel like there's some people I'm missing who were there. Well, K- Kimberly was there. Kimberly as Kimberly. someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a bunch of talent to play with there, and it's fun to see, and I can't wait to see who's added to the roster as time right. goes on. Um, AJ, it's like they dangled the carrot in front of me mm-hmm. on purpose. They were like, hey, Wade, we know you miss AJ Lee. We know you're a big fan of hers. You are like and AJ Lee stand, she is going to come back and, you know, play background to wow. And also be a color commentator. We You, you left that out. Oh, okay. She'll okay. also be on color she commentary. Be, yeah, I'm just reading nice. that right now. She would be on color commentary. Yep. Um, but here's the, here's the, uh, here's the spike in the road. Tessa Blanchard's back. Yep. It's going to cause a lot, of, a lot of division. A lot of division. Now, I don't know how you guys feel about it. You know my thoughts on Tessa Blanchard. I feel she's one of the most talented women in the world. Yep. But she did not handle what she what happened previously right. the right way. Mm-hmm. She could have handled this so much better, but now they're playing into it. That's another thing I don't like. They're playing into the fact that she's controversial. They're mm-hmm. playing into the fact that she has a background of bs following her yeah. they even released yeah. a shirt today i don't know if you guys saw the shirt i didn't see the yeah. shirt no the shirt's called her Her name her, you know how she was future legend or whatever mm-hmm. and in wow now she's nuclear okay wow that's, that's a huge rep that's a huge callback mm-hmm. nuclear tessa blanchard so you guys are just gonna graze over it yep She's not gonna, you're not gonna be like, hey, this is why WWE and AW didn't want her. Right. No type of humbleness to herself. No type of I screwed up. No type of I'm going to better myself as an individual. Yeah. This is my problem with Tessa Blanchard. Right. All the talent in the world, not, not up here. You have insulted so many people before you, and you still don't want to fix it. You even said it, and I'm quoting Bones on this. You can go back and listen to our old history. Mark the tape. Mark the tape. When she did what she did in Impact, he said, done with her. Yeah. 
She can't redeem her fucking self. Dead to me. She can't grow up. Dead to me. Like the only way she could redeem herself is if she, if she got the Randy Orton treatment and she had the, that come to Jesus moment. She goes, oh, shit, I'm mm-hmm. fucking up. I, if I want to keep my, my legacy, my family legacy going, I should figure my shit out. She's yeah. not. She never will. She mm-hmm. She's never going to. And I maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But as far as it goes, I am very disappointed with how it's being handled. Yeah. Very disappointed, especially when it comes to Tessa Blanchard, who has literally done nothing of redeemable quality to fix a situation. Right. I'll tell you um, something. Um, go ahead. Phil. My, my thing is, if there's anyone, if there's anyone who can manage a crisis, it's Jeannie Buss. She can, you know, she's she's dealt with her fair shit, her fair share of shit with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. She's been in the center of it with her brother trying to trying to uh, usurp her power and take the team out from under her. She's dealt with the Kobe Bryant situation. She's dealt with countless things on a you know on multiple levels. And if there's anybody who can manage the situation properly, I would think that she could be she could be one to to do that. Yeah, she better she better because wasn't this a situation before with Wild with her and Tessa? She had issues then. With oh, Wild. I don't know that. I I'm believe there was with issues that. with her and Wow too. Mm-hmm. I am like Bones, and I need you to be honest with me. How do you feel about this? I'm not excited for Tessa to come back. I mean, Mm -hmm. hearing that Tessa's coming back to WoW, yeah, it makes me open my eyes and go, oh, shit, WoW's coming back because they have that name recognition. Yep. And I feel like that's all they're really using, utilizing it for is just to have that name recognition, to have to, again, to be in headlines because, you know, any press is good press. Mm -hmm. So uh, regardless of how you feel about Tessa, I think the more important thing is that WoW is coming back. And the bigger story, I think, is that AJ Mendez is coming back into wrestling in some capacity. Do you think then, it's gonna, this is going to lead to an AJ Tessa feud? Mm-hmm. And AJ winning? Yes. If that's, how, if that's how the story goes and it's that feel-good story, then yes. Mm-hmm. But again, Tessa needs to be fucking humbled. Oh, and oh, by the way, guys, be, again, talking to Jeannie Buss and the businesswoman who she is, they already have a syndication deal with Viacom. Beautiful. So they already wow. have a syndication deal that starting next year, when they start rolling out, it's going to be weekend program, and they're going to and they're going to start airing it. And like you said, AJ will be one of the broadcasters, and she's going to be an executive producer for the company. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm curious to see if the Forbidden Door is open to WoW as well, because I'd love to see that Forbidden Door affect, I shouldn't say affect, but uh, really hit the women's division over in AEW, Impact Wrestling. Let's, I mean, it already has an impact a couple times, but I want to see that more over in AEW, women's division. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see that Forbidden Door. We're going to go there. Well, we, Me and you have talked about this now. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, talk about the women's division. Uh, and Forbidden Doors, uh, AEW this week has introduced a new championship, a mid-card championship for the women's division, the TBS title, which will uh, be presented to a winner on January 5th when AEW Dynamite moves from TNT to TBS. I think we talk about WWE. They need a mid-card women's championship. AEW is doing exactly that. I think AEW has a stacked women's roster right now that aren't separated on two brands that we get to see every single week. And there are a lot of women who deserve a championship, not women that need the championship to make the woman, but the woman who needs to make the championship. TBS title means nothing to nobody right now. It's just a, it's just a belt. It's a strap. It's, it's a prop right now. The belt is going to mean something by the people that hold it. And you have your workhorses like your Ruby Soho's, your Chris Statlanders, your Jade Cargill's, um, your Thunder Roses on the roster who should be carrying some kind of gold for AEW being that flag bearer for the promotion. 
And I think it's better to have a mid card title than it is to have a women's tag team title. I think, Agreed. I mm-hmm. think AEW steered away from that because yeah. Okay. You've had the knockouts tag team titles for a while, but over the past 12 months, you have the WWE women's tag team championships. You have the knockouts tag team championships. You have the NXT tag team championships. Now too many women's divisions have tag titles and they're not except for the knockouts not being utilized the way they should because there are no women's tag teams so i think this tbs championship is a huge plus for the women's division and sorry to say guys jade cargill is not going to be the inaugural champion it's going to be fucking ruby soho and if it's not then we are going to riot and i know how we love to uh heap heap the uh the jokes upon you john and your your love of ruby but i i got a i i found it interesting that immediately as soon as we said ruby that's her title to take and i see it pop up on social media on twitter you know about you know showing the Mm -hmm. announcing the introduction of the championship the next four name like as you scroll through the next four names that come up were thunder rosa jade cargill Mm -hmm. they all you know they all came up right at the top there. Yeah. And, and, um, and Sky Blue. Sky Blue. Younger, younger talent, homegrown talent from AEW. Yep. No, uh, so and, you have you have plenty of you have plenty of, of talent in the pool mm-hmm. to uh to, to carry that title. And again, the list doesn't stop there. I, I mentioned Chris Statland, but you have your L- L- Layla Hirsch, yep. you have your big swole, you have a, a Stacked when you have your Diamantes, you know, stacked women's division. You can sneak Ty Conti in there. Mm -hmm. Ty Mm -hmm. Conti, Anna Jay, Nyla Rose. Yep. uh, Serena Deeb, Hikaru Shida. First of all, can we talk sidebar Hikaru Shida and Serena Deeb this week? I did not fucking great match. I did not see Deeb winning. I really thought they were going to present that trophy to Hikaru Shida. They had the whole thing on the pedestal and Deeb still fucking won. That was awesome. I yeah. love Serena Deeb as a heel. Fucking fantastic wrestler. Uh, and listeners, in case you're wondering, we did lose Brother Phil. Uh, technical difficult. I'm sorry, Brother Phil's here. Brother Wade. I keep mixing up the two brothers now. Brother Wade is uh, has been lost from our Zoom chat right now, but uh, hopefully he should be returning soon. Let's see. He's just he- off slaying. He's just off slaying. He'll he'll find his way back. He's off slaying. Yep. Somebody came right. swinging at the king. They're going to miss. Um, John, while you're doing that, I just want to make a quick tangent. Speaking of um, speaking of uh, women of wrestling, the TV deal, and all that kind of stuff, also touch on really quick the fact that um, MLW, and coming back to that real quick, first ever primetime show, and it's making a big deal to the point where it actually made the front page of Yahoo as, as announcing it as their coming out party and given AEW and WWE, you know, another hat getting thrown in the ring. Mm-hmm. And the, well, the CEO of MLW talking about how he's aspiring to, to move forward with this, but again, taking the right steps to do it and not just mm-hmm. going headlong into it. Right. Uh, Court Bauer. Uh, from MLW has a very good mind for the wrestling business. Corp Bauer used to work for WWE mm-hmm. back in the day also, right? Uh, creative yeah. and stuff. Corp Bauer is doing really good right now with MLW, and he has a really good, tight roster. A very, very mm-hmm. good roster. Big shout out also to Alex Hammerstone, who just won the title versus title match against Jacob Fatu on uh, th- this past week's uh, television show. Uh, shout out to Hammerstone. What very well deserved. Um, but he is, well, he, uh, Court Bauer, uh, is stating that he's going to really, he's gunning for AEW and WWE because he feels like they are missing the Latin American market and that they have a pretty good stronghold on right now because mm-hmm. they are bringing back kind of that lucha underground style of wrestling again. Again, I haven't been able to catch up on MLW on what they're calling it. Yep. But um, I think they, they're going to, again, reaching that different demographic, reaching that different audience that could potentially bring their numbers up over where AEW and WWE are currently. But again, yep. I don't see it as competition. I see it as an alternative because they're different shows targeting different audiences. 
That's so, right. I think, again, it's just a great time to be a wrestling fan. I just wish that for some reason Vice on my Sling TV would fucking just show me MLW on my schedule. I don't know why I can't. And all I want to do is add one more wrestling show to my DVR. That's all I want. Right yep. now I got Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, Rampage, Impact, Ring mm-hmm. of Honor. I'm going to have WoW pretty soon. Uh, and then I need to add MLW to it. I have I have like over 200 hours of recording time on my DVR just for wrestling. Yep. And guys, officially, uh, Brother Wade, uh, an alligator, has eaten his internet. So the man is the man is down. The man is down. The man is down. <laughs> internet crapped out. He just told us my internet crapped out. Um, well, at, at this time, it is out. Time for us to to say goodnight, Sally. So I guess uh, for Brother Wade, he's not going to be able to make it here for the the ending of the episode. But Brother Phil, this was a great, great episode. Glad we got to keep this nice and tight and touch on some big things happening in the world of wrestling. So yes, listeners, sir. if you guys have enjoyed the show, be sure to show your support by checking us out on social media at New Normal Wrestling on Instagram and at Wrestling Normal on Twitter. Uh, be sure to show your support for the Fourth Wall Pop Network by following all of our links in our link tree link found in the description of this episode and in our bio found at anchor.fm slash fourth wall pop. Be sure to check out our new normal wrestling merchandise, at the fourth wall swag shop found at tpublic.com. Link is also found in our link tree. So on behalf of good brother Wade, who is not here with us right now because internet sucks, probably he's probably using Comcast or something. He doesn't have Verizon. That's probably what it is. Oh, wait, he's in Florida. That's right. There is no Verizon. Yeah. Oh, nope. boom. Oh, you know what's funny? A good friend of ours who works on this network might work for that company, too. So I'm not going to mention any names. But anyway. <laughs> Go listen behalf, to the Smoking Jays podcast, my friends. Yeah, <laughs> on behalf of good brother Phil, I am Johnny Bones, your baby face of podcasting. We are New Normal Wrestling. And until next week, I bid you adieu with a goodbye, a good night, and I'll see you when we're looking at you. Bang.